When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today I got my man Track on here. How you living, Track? You already know what it is, man. Just chilling, taking it one day at a time. Yeah, how you uh, recover? I, I realized that was the thing that was kind of keeping you uh, around the house for a little while was that you were recovering from the, the gunshot wounds that you, you maintained. What, where, where did you actually get shot, and how are you doing in terms of your recovery right now? See, I, I'm, I'm good now. I'm, like, back at, like, 80%, 85%, and um, I got shot in my leg, you know what I'm saying? But after the first three weeks, four weeks, I was really decent. It's been... Sticking it, like I said, one day at a time. But yeah. I'm back like 80, 90%. I can still play ball now. I could, you know what I'm saying? Score 10, 15 points. That was your first time getting shot, huh? Hell yeah, all right. First time ever. Goddamn. Never again. We don't get shot. When I realized that you were shot in that whole situation, it really, I, I know like anybody who knows you, it would have blown their mind. But like, just given the way that we first met and how much shit I've seen you go through in terms of your career since then, Really mind blown. We're gonna get to all that though. Facts. Let's Facts. talk about your early days. Where you're coming up out of? You know, I'm coming out of Bride County, same place as Kodak um, X. I'm saying a lot of people know Miami, but it's like right there, 30 minutes right by Miami and stuff like that. Okay. And so throughout high school and stuff like that, like what 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 kind of kid were you? What were you into? What 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 was your uh, the stuff that was of note to you? Shit, the regular, you know what I'm saying? No dad, no mom, just growing up with your sisters, uh, brothers and shit, house full of siblings, just trying to get it right, going to school, trying to play sports, trying to figure it out. Right. When X and them start, okay, so, but you, but when did you start actually working in the music stuff? Like, when did you start to get turned on to that? On the music, well, see, and what, what, actually, was there something started, that led you to that? Yeah, I actually started as a rapper. Oh, okay. I didn't so even know that. I was actually that. a rapper first. Like, me and my brother had a group called Track Makers. So I, was, I actually got hot in my city in Broward um, with, like, a couple songs and stuff like that. And I was on the radio rotation um, getting show money. So What I, year are we talking? Shit, really? Also, I'm, I just turned 29. So this is when I turned 18, 19, fresh out of high school. Okay. Because I was trying to really rap since I was 16 in high school. So when I actually turned 18, I got a hit sing- I got a hit single to my city that actually got me hot, that actually got me doing shows. So I haven't, I've been doing music since I was 18. I ain't do nothing else till now, but as a rapper first. I actually just started being an executive. Really? Okay. Yeah, I've been rapping forever. So, but, okay, so you had this one single go up and stuff, but did did the 
the whole music thing kind of slow down for you at a certain point or when did you kind of lose interest because by the time i met you mm-hmm. when i I'll, met you maybe four years ago yeah you weren't were you still rapping no nope. okay, nah, by the time you it. met me i was a year i was a year and a half like on pause of rap because what happened was like with the music it, it slowed down like you know what i'm saying just like anything else you have your ups you have your downs so you know, the shows wasn't coming and stuff like that, but I was already to the point where I've been doing music for two, three years and consistently being an artist in my city, just through Florida uh-huh. and Broward. So I didn't wasn't comfortable to do nothing else, like going to get a job. I tried some of the street shit, you know what I'm saying? But it just, it never, I just couldn't go back to that world because I was already so used. But right. I stopped doing music right when I linked up with Kodak. That's oh. when I stopped actually rapping because I actually had a song with Kodak, pushing that record with Kodak. I mean, Kodak was you know genuinely cool. Like that was like my, like my brother for real. So we mutually just had love for each other. And then when I linked with him with the clothing line, the Snappy Gang Apparel, I actually stopped rapping. I was like, you know what? Everybody around doing music, like I'm fresh being around. You know, let me just do something that be more beneficial to me and him rather than me just trying to be an artist. And he's already doing that. So. We just did the clothing line together. So you went to him and did a song with him? Or how did yeah, this yeah, actually yeah, go? Yeah, because remember, I was, a, I was an artist first. So all this relationship that I got through my city was as a, like, just being an artist, people knowing me for music, like, selling CDs, just really just as an artist, you know what I'm saying? So then from there, me and Black was already cool. And then I opened up a print shop with oh, my music. Okay. So I started doing, like, T-shirts. I had people that worked for me do T-shirts. I had a studio. So were you already thinking a little bit beyond the music and thinking, like, all right, if I really want to be a businessman, period, I got to think outside of just rapping? Honestly, I wasn't even thinking like that. Um, I really was just like, okay, boom. Now me and Kodak starting to get real cool. And we had doing the clothing line. I could have still been doing music, but I'm like, damn, I'm not making money off music right now. Like, And Kodak's one of the... At that time, he was 16, turning 17. Okay, so, so very beginning this of his was early, wave. This was right when he dropped Heart of the Projects. Okay. So it was like going into... Um, like, he was getting up there a little bit. Like, he was... Skirt was was out. No flocking was going up. So I'm like, damn, if I'm around him and he... Like, this is the first person that gave me an opportunity to really make money because I, it was hard. I was like trapping doing businesses, trying to figure it out. But uh-huh. it wasn't like lifestyle type of money. So when I got with Kodak and we was doing the clothing line together, he gave me the opportunity to make money with a brand that was already becoming big. So I decided that me being a rapper is going to take away from that. Let me focus on the brand. Let me focus on Sniper Gang. Let me focus on the clothing line. Let me try to build myself with the company so I could get further. So I didn't like decide that to, you know, it just sounded like it looked like the better play. Right. Which, to this day, that was the best move of my life. At, at this, at, you've been around a shitload of artists that have basically gone from nothing or not much oh, yeah. to huge. For sure. When you look back on meeting Kodak, what stood out to you about him at that time? And when you look back on it now, what was like the, the, the shit that really should have stood out to you in terms of why he was special? Um, I mean, bro, I met Kodak because I paid him like at the gate. I paid him for a feature. And he just showed out of most respect and love. Like, he was just a real dude. Like, at that time, he was like 500 for a feature or 1,000. It was oh, early. Wow. So he said, pull up to the hood. I pull up on him. He was vibing. He was like a real cool dude. And, and then from there, we just kept on being in a relationship, just kept on, like, communicating and just had that mutual respect and love for each other. And he's just a genuine dude. He's one of the best, like, good-hearted people I know, like, a real dude. Like, right. embraced me, brought me to his family. His mom is like my mom. Like, it's just, you don't see a lot of people like that who 
got something going and willing to show because I'm not from 1800 block. I wasn't born in Pompano. I'm from for a lot of a different side. So to him, he embraced Fitzgerald when he embraced you like you his brother for real. It's interesting that he was mm-hmm. willing to put so much faith in you, having just met you, and in particular because you didn't really have any specific experience with the clothing line, and that mm-hmm. he still saw you as like responsible enough or somebody that he would trust enough to do that. Yeah, it's because we had previous things. Like I, I did his son first birthday. I did his son uh, first T-shirts. Like his oh, first okay. like King. First day, first um, first year birthday bash, so I did all that for him on the house. I ain't charge him like even though I could have, but I'm like nah, like you're my dog, like fuck it. So I did on the house. So it's just we had. And then I did a couple shirts for the guys, for Sniper Gang, for his homeboys. So he was just like, damn, this nigga a cool dude. Like he fuck with my brother. Like I was always tight with his brother John Wick. So it was just genuine. Hell yeah. So he was just like, let's let's work. He the type of dude he put you in position like that. Like he'll. Shit, go get it. Like, let's run it. So when I met you, it was when we were both randomly in the studio, and I pulled up on Grumboy Trap. Yeah, I was working with Grumboy Trap. Okay, so was that, like, an artist that you had, like, scoped out, or were you thinking about doing the thing of signing artists and stuff at that time, or was that just an artist that you knew? I knew Grumboy Trap really through Kodak. Okay. um, Because he, 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 Black would bring him to the house, uh, he'd be there playing video games, um, he was cool with him, so we would just end up just knowing each other. And then from there, when um, you know, I just started working with him, just trying to figure it out. But I actually, that's not who I started doing management with, though. Who was that? Jack Boy. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, Jack Boy was the first artist that actually said, I was like, hey, bro, shit, I could pick up the phones and do this, do that, and we could figure it out. Uh-huh. Since, you know what I'm saying, you got a lot of talent, and shit, we were already cool. So Jack Boy gave me that first, like, yeah, go ahead. like, And then we just did everything from... Finding shows to studios to just driving around and shit, you know, just who, figuring it out. Who was the person that put you on to the game of like what it was to be a manager and how you could actually offer some some help in that regard? It's like somebody's <laughs> got to kind of show Nobody. you what the playbook is, right? Nobody. No. It was just more like I was doing music already. Mm. So I done been through Florida. I done been did shows. Then I end up doing my own parties, booking my own events in my city and different states uh, and stuff like that, different cities. So I already knew you got to perform and I knew a lot of studios. So just for me doing music so early, I knew everything that I went through and what I could have did. And when Jack Boy was just like already hot, like doing his thing and then Kodak was co-signing them, I was like, bro, shit, I know this venue, I know this venue, I know this studio, I know this studio, I know that. So it was just more like that. And he was just like, shit, come on, let's do it. Mm. You drive, move around, you know. We're just figuring out. I didn't know what a manager was. Right. (laughs) Because that's one thing that occurs to me about a manager is that, you know, if if I were to start managing an artist today, I mean, I could give them a half hour of my attention a day or I could give them eight hours of my attention per day. It's like, what was your initial, like, way of viewing it? Because if, if you're managing Jack Boy, you could be trying to get him a goddamn show every day. Mm-hmm. You could try to be getting that, him a feature every yeah, day. Yeah. It's like you, you, like how hard do you go with it? Well, really, that's Jack Boy goes so hard himself. Mm. So really, it was more just like I pick him up. We go to the studio. Um, while we at the studio, he's recording. I try to set up some shows, pick up some calls. Um, we did our own tour, two live for live tour. It was really sometimes we was doing that shit with 50 people in the building, 100 people, like mm. early. Like Jack really was like just really just working. And we just, I guess I really learned how to manage more really dealing with Jack Boy. Cause I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I kind of got the hang of this. And then it just ended up going, kept on going and stuff like that, you know? Interesting. Okay. So when I'm, when I, um, 
met you pretty quickly after, like within like a week or two, I think you sent me a link to Murder on My Mind by yep. Melly. Mm-hmm. How'd you meet Melly and how'd you, how'd you know about the song and first become aware of the song? So really, dog, with Melly, um, everybody was kind of just like, everybody was get, got locked up. Um, Black Kodak got locked up, Jack got locked up. And it was just like, damn, a lot of shit was going on in the city with just just the police and all type of extra shit. Florida, not a great place to be a rapper, yeah. realistically. The cops yeah. are looking at you. It was just a lot of shit. So um, I'm married, too. So me and my wife, I was married early since I was like 23. Really? 24. That's yeah. interesting. Okay. Yeah, so me and my wife decided to like move to Orlando to use some of the money we had to open up like um, Gold Teeth oh. shop because everybody wear Gold Teeth. Right. I'm saying Gold Money Girls. So me and my, my wife and my cousins and my peoples, my brothers and stuff, we just, I just decided to move to Orlando. When I moved to Orlando, I just started hanging with a couple jits. And one day, I had a, a dude. I'm like, damn, bro, you kind of talented. Like, you kind of talented. Like, boom, let me put you in the studio. Da, da, da. So he did a song, and the song was fire. I'm like, oh, shit, this man really raw. But after he did the song, I called John Wicks, which is, uh, which is Kodak Brother, and um, he... And, you know, I was managing them too, so I would use Instagram to to put the song up because brother, what they know nobody. When I put the song up, man, everybody commenting on there like you could see people was like, "Yo, that's this Melly song. Y'all not giving them credit." Da da da. So I'm like, "Who the fuck is Melly?" It wasn't even YNW. It was just Melly. I'm like, "Who the fuck is Melly?" So I look, I click on it. It's like, "All right, yo, this is about 30, 40 comments." Man, I'm not gonna have my dog wake up and look crazy like, "Damn, track, what you post on my page?" Like, what are they talking about? So I archived it. And then I, I look, and then the, his mom, um, Melly mom, DM um, the, the page and was like, yo, that's my son. Oh, can you please give him a listen? You know, he's locked up right now. But so, so you posted a different song or you posted Melly's song? I didn't Melly's even know that song. was Melly's song. Oh. Like the kid, the kid that I was working with that I, I wanted to put in the studio because I felt like he was good, did a song. He did the beat, everything. But he told me it was his song, but he really took Melly's whole song. I didn't what know who Melly fuck? was. That's so he, crazy. It was, it was actually called Legendary. Okay. It was one of Melly's old songs before Melly had Men's. Oh, okay. it, it was like low. Right. So I guess because Melly from the area he's from is not too far from Orlando, so they know about him. I didn't know about him. At that time, he didn't reach Broward or nothing yet. He was just still kind of very small in his little area. Wow, okay. So when, when I put it on John Wick's Instagram, which is no more known because the Sniper Gang and all that, it, I seen people was commenting Melly. Right, okay. So his mom hit me up in the inbox, and I'm like, damn, let me let me tell her I didn't, you know, it wasn't like that. I'm gonna re put it up and credit him. So I re put it up, and I said YNW Melly free. Uh, no, not YNW Melly. I put Melly freestyle. Okay. So, kind of situate that, and that's the first time I even heard about Melly. Wow. So then, how do you go about tapping in and, and learning more about him from there? Shit, he was locked up. So what happened? I, I told him mom. He was already locked he was already up. Locked, okay. Melly been locked up. Like he was locked up. So this was early, like 2018. 2017, mm-hmm. like 2018. So he just turned 18 at that time. So he was about to come home. Um, when we, when we, I told the mom, send me some music. And then I was playing, I was playing the music. I told my wife, because at that time I was kind of like, man, I'm, I'm chilling with the music. Let me just open up a gold business, make some money. I got some little bread from the Snipe Again clothing line. And when everybody, when everything's situated, I'll try to figure it out. You know what I'm saying? So I asked my wife, does she like the music? And she listened to it, and she actually loved it. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, she don't really like a lot of music, mm. hip-hop, but she really liked it, the song 772 Love. So I'm like, bro, if you like that song, 
and I look at that like that's big because you don't really like a lot of shit like that I like. So let me go see what it is. So I went and I told his mom to put me on visitation. I went on visitation, and when I went to the jail for the first time, he recognized me. He was like, oh, shit, you sniper gang track. Damn. Oh, okay. That's crazy, bro. Like, I'm like, damn, you, you know me? I'm, I ain't know. He knew me. I wasn't like this. I was small as fuck. You know what I'm saying? So he was like, yeah, da-da, that's crazy. You, you be moving with Kodak, da-da, with sniper gang, da-da. So that shows, too, like, bro, just being around Kodak just helped, mm. kind of just gave you a just a face like y'all had to put a lot of work but he still gave me that cosign for someone like him who's from a whole different city to be fucked up by me yeah just because i'm with that organization you know what i'm saying yeah it's like if you if you you could have all the talent in the world but until one person who's somewhat known or notable trusts you then it's so hard to convince other people that they should trust you and once you had one successful artist or once you had worked with a couple successful artists all of a sudden the world's your fucking oyster because everybody's looking at track like Damn, track track has been successful with a bunch of different yeah, artists, facts. so we should probably give him the benefit of the doubt. No, nah, facts. And when I met Melly, bro, like after just him just being excited, and then I just got to know him because a lot of people don't know I worked with Melly a year before he came home, mm. and I did a lot of behind the scenes stuff with me oh, really? and my wife and Drew. You got filmed him signed. It. Yeah, like me, my wife, and Drew filmed it. Like we kind of like. Oh, you been down with Drew that long? I didn't know that. Yeah, I had Drew when he was seventeen. Okay. Drew's actually the president of my company, one hundred k. We're gonna get into all that for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So me and Drew and my, we, we were just working videos, doing stuff before he even came home. And I actually, the reason why I'm so messed up by Melly and like I got so much love for him away from the music, there's somebody I visited like two days every week for a year straight and had nothing to do but talk about what we're going to do when he come home. And he's so messed up by me because it's like I came there saying all this stuff we're going to do, and he came home and we did everything through God's blessing, of course, the same way. So he's like, yo, like this is crazy. How you know this is going to happen? But I didn't know this man was a mega star. Mm. I didn't know he was like the most talented person like I ever seen like with music and how he think and how he move. So it ended up working out to where – Yo, when he came home, this man got so huge, and we gained a brotherhood, and we was around everybody. So if you met Melly, you met me, because we wasn't just mm-hmm. management. It was like, it's my brother. That's why I was moving with every day right. for like a whole two years straight. So, And you guys have a unique... Uh relationship in the studio that I had never seen before where Melly would literally go into the booth. I've talked about this before, but he'll go mm-hmm. into the booth, spit, freestyle, crazy shit like not even trying to stay on beat just howling some wild ass shit and he'll do that for 15 minutes and then i would see you just go over by the engineer and just be like whispering to the engineer like all right now nah, move take that part yeah. move this part here put that part right next to that part and it was like melly wasn't even concerned with yeah, what your him. editing process was he nah. completely left he bared his soul to the world and then he allowed you to edit it down. Yeah, facts. And we made a couple hits like that. Yeah. We made a couple hits like that. And oh, so it wasn't always like that. That was just the one that I saw. Uh, n- no, because Melly, the type of artist, he has so much music written. Right. He would have records that he already have. Mm. And then he'd have days where he's just on liquor. He's just having fun. And he just do what he do. And I'm like, man, let me go structure this so we don't waste time. Right. And we did a couple things like that. And it just became a thing where he was like, go ahead. like, And now it's like all my artists is kind of let me do that and we and I don't really generate a lot of hits just from having a different ears of it but you got to remember too bro like I'm used to just being around a lot of talented artists mm. cuz like recording being in the studio with a lot of 
So I kind of know when certain things go in certain places will make mm. good. So, But you didn't even have did you have Melly signed to a management contract when you were visiting him in prison that much? And like, how much confidence did you have that this guy was really going to be that important of an artist to you? Because a lot of people would not visit a guy in prison one time, never mind yeah. twice a week for a year, dude. That's crazy. Um, I think I fell in love with him as a person. Right. And then when he came home, I realized how talented he was. Mm. And we was already so just messed up about each other. Like, really, like, that's my world, like for real, like, and we, you know what I'm saying? And I know he feel the same way. So from there, we didn't have no agreements, but we was already so tight, bro. Mm. Like when we came, we just situated all the business, like everywhere. Like he's my partner with YNW, you know what I'm saying? I'm his partner with YNW. I involve him with a lot of stuff with 100K. Like it's just, I just try to do whatever. Say so if we could have real estate together, whatever. Mm. Like that's just somebody I, I'm, I really, fell in love that way as a person. It's crazy because you, you learned the whole game through him, basically, though, right? Like, you, mm -hmm. you were doing stuff behind the scenes. Besides just getting them signed, like, what kind of stuff were you able to do while he was locked up? And then once he gets out, how much did it change? And how much did you then have to learn about what to do with an artist that's blowing up that fast? Um, it's really, bro, a lot. And what, before he came home, we were just doing a lot of videos and a lot of um, footage, trying to throw parties, like what, free him, passing out flyers. Mm. So we was doing all the groundwork, and then I, I booked him for like five shows right when he came home. I didn't wait for nobody to book him. I gave him $2,000 out of my own pocket so he could do shows, so he could feel good by himself as an artist. Mm. So I just think I just did the simple layouts, and then he became so big, I ended up getting help. So I ended up working with my partners, um, um, Say La Vie, that we work with him and they kind of helped me grow as an executive too. So that's another management company that you kind of partnered with on him or? I have um, just a, like a good friend like that I work with. Okay. With Melly and we have a couple other acts together but we are on different companies. And did, it, did it become something where he was such a big artist that there were levels to the management that you just kind of realized like I'm not ready for all this. I need, I need to get no, help. Never. Oh, okay. It just, he, he was such a big artist that I was like, shit, bro, if somebody could make him get bigger with me, yeah. I'm unselfishly will do it because it's not about the money because I know where I want him to be. Right. And then, and, uh, but I feel like anything we could have did, we would have did it the same way because all we did was drop music, record videos, and travel. Right. What there's nobody that did nothing. There's no super super X factor that had to happen for him to become successful like that. Mm. I think his talent drew made him bigger like that. And his situation with the case kinda broke him a a lot of barriers. Just a random song I wanted to ask about. When were you around when he made the suicidal song? Yeah. That's <laughs> that song stands out to me as like one of his I, I think it's incredible. I think it's one of his best songs. Yeah. And also just something kind of different from him. Like, what, what was the tone in the room like when <laughs> he made that song? We actually almost got in a fight. Really? Yes. That day. How come? Because he's hard-headed and I'm hard-headed. And he's raw and I'm raw. Uh -huh. So he's doing this song. I'm like, bro, this shit raw. But I feel like you need to put this part in there. He's like, nah, I don't like this part. Guess what part was it going to make the song he wanted to take out? What? I'm sipping in his C-E-E. -E. Oh, yeah, that's a legendary part. He didn't want to put that part. So mm. me and him literally almost got in a fight. With like, bro, put that part. It was like, no. And he's like, bro, man, I got this, bro. Like, I'm gonna do that. I'm like, damn, I know you got this, but don't trust me. Like, so wow. He end up, he end up like, he end up being like, all right, bro, because I know you and I know me. Fuck it, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna leave this part for you. Uh huh. End up working. 
Incredible. So it's like now he's like, damn, bro, I was tripping, bro. Like that's bro, crazy. Even Drew, Drew filmed it. Like he was like, he didn't like his tag. If Drew didn't film it, he didn't film right. Uh -huh. I'm like, no, bro, keep that tag. Like that's how you gonna get wrong. Oh, that's a legendary tag. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You so got good judgment. Yeah. It be certain little things like that that I'll do little things like that mm. to make it work. So I don't be the reason why it goes crazy because it's all him, but just that little inputs of their career or their little thing make a big difference. Mm. Who put Melly with Kanye? How'd Kanye? that happen? Kanye. Yeah. He reached out and said, I want to work with this guy? Yeah, we didn't even believe it. Wow. Because he, he hit up, his homeboy hit up Melly and was like, hey, bro, Kanye, want to work with you. Melly like, man, try check this out. I don't believe this shit. I'm like, man, call these people, bro. See, they might be real. Like, Kanye, he's just a regular dude. Right. So we called and, and he was like, yeah, bro, I messed up by Melly. Flew us in. And we did it, and we linked up. Worked on that song, or did they work on a couple songs? Or? Melly really, um, per Mixed Personality was already a record that he was there. Okay. And Kanye wanted to jump on it. I told him no. Like, nah, bro, you can't jump on that song. Really? Yeah. Like, most people would have probably been fanned out. Yeah. I said, nope, because this, we about to drop a tape. If you ain't going to commit to doing the feature and doing the video, then, bro, no, you can't jump on the song. Uh -huh. He looked at me like. Everybody looked at me like, did he just tell Kanye this? I'm like, shit, yeah, like this is, I like this song, what the hell? Right. And he ended up like, nah, you got my word. And that, that conversation allowed a video to happen, release, distribution, points, all type of stuff. Wow. So see, gotta be real. Was Kanye weird about exactly what he would do for the video? Because I noticed, and there's a lyrical lemonade video, shout out to Cole, but I, I noticed like, that there was only like one scene with Kanye in it. Like he only wanted to be seen in like a very certain way in the nah, video it almost about, felt like. There was about two scenes with Kanye. Okay. Um, of course, he is very opinionated and there's a couple scenes he didn't like. So of course, a couple scenes got taken out. Really? But man, Ye is an amazing person. Just for him to do that video, bro, much respect and love. Like, yeah. I got nothing but respect for Ye because he didn't have to do that. Right. Literally. And, bro, you know, this was rushed. Like, he, man, it felt like Melly was the bigger artist. Mm. How Ye moved for us. Right. That's raw, bro, because he's so big. He didn't have to do that. So we got a lot of respect for him for that. Like, he yeah. came through for, for Ye's a real one. Yeah. And, I mean, that album in general, like, I think that album, when it dropped, was when I really realized, as somebody who had known him for a while, like, oh shit, this is actually like one of the best artists of this generation. Like, this is a real, like, this album is way beyond what I knew that he was capable of at that yeah, time. Facts. Facts. How much were you involved in that and like uh, picking the records and all that kind everything. of shit? I mean, we might do everything together. Mm. Any, I'm actually just, bro, in, in depth and with every artist that I'm with that's on my roster. Um, Music, that's, I look like, bro, I'm in there. Like, I'm in, make sure the studio, I make sure the songs get, now I don't play about the music. Because mm. that's what, that's what makes you a mega star. That's what makes you a life-changing artist, is the music. So I'm very in-depth. <laughs> Business-wise, I'm very in-depth in it, but I got a staff of like 18 to 20 people to help me move my company daily. Right. So I expanded big to where I don't have to focus on the little small details. Right. But... Music, I'm no, I'm heads in. I'm in the studio as much as the artist. I'm actually probably more in studio than majority artists. Right. And I don't even rap. And that's what I think is so interesting about how hands on you are with shit. Is like as a manager, as a person, like I've been in the studio with artists mad times, and I've always thought like I could stick my neck out right here and tell them to do that part different, but. At the end of the day, it ain't my artist, so I'm not really super pressed about sure about uh, you know telling them like, yo, you should fix this one line and make this line sound different. But you sound like you're super comfortable uh, yeah. le letting people know when you don't think that they're oh, performing to their full hey, capabilities, listen. right? Hey, bro, I don't listen, bro. I'm me and my 
artists, clients, whatever you want to, they, they my brothers, mm. for real. We like we real deal brothers. Like if I'm older, then I'm the older brother. If they're older, then I'm the younger brother. Whatever. But we no, we real deal talk. Like and they they respect and trust my judgment. Like I never had that issue. <laughs> I think having that rapport is like such a a key thing. Yeah, for sure. Being comfortable saying. Well, what if this part was different? Whatever. Because, you know, especially with the way artists perform or uh, do music now, it's like they pretty much usually just freestyle and just go off the top in the booth. They don't sit there and study and write a fucking whole yeah. crazy verse. And so because of that, a lot of times they just go unchecked. They just right. they put whatever. Like you having the willingness to go in there and edit shit and like actually yeah, yeah. get down in there because they haven't necessarily really thought about their shit rationally. No, nah, facts. <clears throat> nah, I'm in there, bro. I love music. I'm going to be in there. I'm decent. Okay. I love music. I'm definitely going to be in there. You know what I'm saying? <coughs> For sure. <coughs> so obviously we got to be uh, very careful about how we talk about this part of the story, but <coughs> at the height of Melly's career, the case comes down. Yeah. How do Free you, Melly. how do you, like, what does your job then become in that moment when your biggest artist is all of a sudden having this crisis legally? Being his brother, being his, um, <clears throat> someone he could call and being someone that making sure things get done that need to get done. Cause it's a it's a situation that I feel like should never happen. Cause this is an innocent, it's an innocent man. Like, mm. but America have it so backwards that we're guilty to proving innocent. So he's gonna have to be locked up, waste a lot of money, at the height of his not or at the height at the good place in his career, mm. have to figure it out as a team because he has to prove his innocence to America. Right. Which is fine, but. Ain't nothing different changed, but just making sure the music is on point, making sure the release is getting done, making sure he's comfortable, making sure his business day-to-day -day and his personal day-to-day -day stuff is getting done. Like, at the right. end of the day, I said, we have a way deeper relationship than business. So I'm going to be a brother first, mm. and then everything else is going to happen. Do you feel like the cops were out to get him, targeting him to an extent? When I, I had a conversation with him when he first got out of jail the first time, and that was basically how his attitude was. It was like, man, these cops fucking hate me. It's the city, though, Broward. Mm. They don't like all these little nah, that's how rich it is, bro. rappers you, you coming out of the like, city, right? Honest truth, guys, don't look at it so big. Like, oh, this man is in jail for this case, allegedly this and that. Listen, bro, y'all look at it like that? You know how we look at it? Like, damn, bro, they just wasted time. Mm. He'll be home. Really? It's not that deep. Is really not. You've always had this confidence. Ever since I nothing. first spoke about it to you, you said, Adam, he's coming home. Yeah, it's bro, it's, they like to waste your time, bro. It's cool. It's just now we learn to just don't even, like, make those situations even near where they can even come touch you because you know that man didn't kill his two friends. Mm -hmm. Y'all know that. Like, they tatted on his, on, his, on his face. We on a come up. That's his brothers from the same place. Come on, man. Like, well, it is what it is. You know, right. you can't fight the system. Mm. You just got to correct yourself. And I mean, if if I mean, it's going to look like the most tragic waste of a couple of years of somebody in their prime. And, you know, it, what's really fucked up, too, is that the cops in this case in particular, they really came out with so much information, like as if they were trying to convince the people the in media. advance. Yeah, yes, like sir. like they, they yes, didn't hold sir. out and wait for the jury. It felt nope. very much like, oh, damn, like the cops really want me to believe they that gonna, this is how this went down. They go convince you in the media, but there's no prosecutor or judge, you know, powerful than God. And if you're innocent, you're innocent. So, mm. Okay. That's it. Free Melly. That part. Free Melly. Do you, when did you decide that you want to start a management company? 
was it because you know it's like i've seen this this sort of pattern happen with a young manager like yourself where at first you're working artist by artist and it's very very time consuming and you can really only maybe work with one or two people at a time mm -hmm. then at a certain point you decide to take the leap into i'm gonna start a real business so that i can manage a bunch of artists and really like touch a lot of different careers when did this start to pop into your head that this was the way that this was going to go i started like that oh because i started with melly drew and my producer smoke exclusive which is four-time platinum with murder on my mind and mama cry together wow so all three were signed to the management at the same time so you were managing drew that early on too i didn't know that yes what's it like managing a, a videographer that's my brother <laughs> y'all see them diamonds in his mouth i yes, have seen uh, him getting very very icy on the timeline yeah yeah he icy like drew is just a, one of the best people i ever met in my life work ethic passionate and on the truth like drew is an executive away from being a director like this this the president of 100k like this any move that get made get made through myself my wife through Drew, you know what I'm saying? So he's more than just someone holding the camera. He's just that lane. He's just winning at it, so we're going to keep running it. But this man signed artists. This man helped records. This man break records. This man visuals and content and just, he's just amazing. With him as a videographer, what did you see in him early on that made you think, like, this is an artist, like, that or a videographer, but an artist, oh, sure, that you wanted yeah. to work with, like, as compared to a, a rapper? It's work like a, ethic mm. and just persistent passion. And he hit me with the bro, I work for free. Like, I'll record every Melly video for free. I'll do everything for free. Like, you don't got to pay me nothing. I said, damn, so why you want to do it? Because I love it. At 17, I'm like, damn, bro, you, I like that. Like That is a good sign right there. You, you know what? Don't worry about it. I'm still going to pay you to do it. And I'm going to manage you. We're going to make it bigger. Wow. So. And you guys are just stuck together this whole time. For sure. That's amazing. Yeah. So I, at, at some point, though, like, 100k management must have had to like turn into a bigger thing like how did yeah. you go about like this process of making it more of an official business um the process went just having a great wife and just a great partner because um like i said i'm 29 my wife turned on um, 26 and i got my brother too who was with me for a minute and just having that good team and being able to be like okay babe we just getting some new money and we're living a good life but Let's build something, and her just understanding and saying, let's get an office space. Mm. Let's let's hire three people to check emails. Let's hire one person. Then that happens with being successful, and then now it's like, okay, cool. Let's get five more, six more. So it's just having a good team and a great support system that believes in you and allows you to invest back in your company. And from there, it grows the staff. Now, as far as my management growing, and my brother Wiz here, and you can ask him. I don't go look for artists to sign. You don't? Man, no. Listen, bro. I'm not a manager. I just happen to manage YNW Melly and King Von. Uh -huh. Everybody else, it just happened to be my brothers and family, so we end up making it tight and end up being under the management. But I don't look for no artists, bro. I don't have... I don't wake up every day and go look. What happens is that, boom, Melly came and brought me around, and we move in with OTF and end up working with Vaughn, mm. and me and Vaughn ended up being tight, so he decided to work with me, and we worked together. Then from there, B. Slime being Melly little brother. Yeah, when did you meet him? Um, I, I go to that. Okay. I go to that. So from there, went from B. Slime being Melly little brother, wanted to push him and give him an opportunity because he talented it, and that broke. Then after those three broke, other people started seeing it, mm. and then other people started coming, and 
my team, my brother found Hot Boy like in Orlando. That was his call. I just got behind it. Mm-hmm. Then I got my wife from another artist or Walt or my executives that's there at the office. Like, yo, track, check this out. I approve it. They go get it. And then we just happen to have a formula that works. And now I got over eight, ten successful artists that's verified, legit. Ten more that's upcoming. Over so, twenty plaques, but so you don't you don't go out of your way to look for them. But no. is that just kind of a? I mean, you already have your hands more than full right now. I just I'm not like that, Adam. Mm-hmm. I'm a very person that gotta just like feel you out, be with you. I gotta be able to have a conversation. With, like, bro, like I'm not a regular manager. So me and you could be in a room and we have a disagreement. I might punch you in your face, and we fight. I gotta be able to feel like after we fight, we could still be tight and we brothers and you don't gotta sue me. Really? A situation might happen and I might be able to like, bro, I might not wanna talk to you today, bro, but we still gotta feel like we family. Like uh-huh. like all my like you know what I'm saying? I'm not a manager, so I don't go out looking for people because I come with a lot. Like my people just tell you I'm a real solid dude, genuine, love you with all my heart. Right. But you don't I don't go expose that to everybody because people take advantage. So if you end up being around me and I end up working with you, I'm with you for life. But I'm not going to go look for artists to go sign because that's not me. I feel like what's meant for me is meant for me. You seem like your specialty, though, is guys who are very, very much from the streets who have, you know, troubled upbringings, whatnot, who have very, very aggressive content. What do you think it is? That you know, you have a lot of artists working with you that maybe a lot of other people wouldn't necessarily want to do it. Obviously, now it's the cool thing to be a crazy ass rapper, but uh, you know, you've been managing a lot of these guys that a lot of people might have been fucking terrified of for a while. It's because we're from the same place. Mm. We from we got the same background, from the same system, trying to survive. You know, stupid shit, trying to take care of your family, and really, you know, just standing on principle and being a man. Every artist that I work with, we all got the same. Celeb- uh, similarities some may have different charges than i have or whatever but our mentality is still the same it's the respect level is there i'm no different than them like you look at them and you look at me and you probably see somebody that look a little bit more crazier man we're the same people Mm. y'all just don't give them a chance most of these people are smart kodak smartest person in the world melly smartest like wiz smart like and these people is real deal like People look at him probably don't even want to give him a chance. Mm. But we're the same people. Right. I mean, with, with Kodak, it's like he's always struck me as somebody who I could tell was smart as hell, but just his whole demeanor is not the traditional way that anybody is really used to different. accepting somebody having this level of brilliance. But when you actually get down to it, mm-hmm. I mean, that's him. I've seen countless examples from Kodak that it's just so clear to me that he's just thinking on a different fucking level. It's because that's him. Everybody's different. And, and I feel like the reason why it connects because everybody's special in their own way. And I, I'm just happy they let me bring that quality out of them, the special, you know, the specialness that they have to match my specialness. So, I mean, it's starting to feel like now I think it's just I'm destined just to do it because it's like you don't get that lucky with mm. three big artists like Vaughn, Melly, B. Slam, just having someone like Kodak who you could just really call a brother. Like, bro, that's that's not regular stuff. Mm. So I think it was just meant to happen. Like Jordan's meant to be Jordan. I'm just meant to do this. When's the last time you talked to Kodak? Like two days ago. Okay. Like like a day, like two days after he came home. He must be proud of you. He's yeah, seen you from go sure. from nothing to to this. Yeah, to all yeah. the success. That's gotta be crazy yeah. for him. But sure, he he actually not just proud of me. He's really proud of a lot of people. He's like, bro, I jumped out and this shit lit. Like, 
Everybody getting money. Mm. Rappers doing their thing. You got people from Florida going crazy. Like, so he's just excited to see everybody winning. Because oh, it's a, really, think about it, a lot of people's winning now. Like, that's a good sign, especially because Kodak is pretty much like the first of the new generation to blow up out of Florida. Like, obviously, yeah. you got a Rick Ross. He put, it got, on the, he put it on the map. Yeah, I mean, he, and he was the first rapper to blow up in a lot of ways without a cosign off the internet, off of just being a, a fire street rapper. Like, mm-hmm. for a long time, you kind of needed a cosign to get in the game. He Kodak was the cosign. <laughs> raw as fuck. The man's, man young goat, as bro. fuck. It was like a whole new, like, we're used to seeing artists come out like that, that now. That man is an extra tester. Like, he's an alien. He's not regular. Like, for he's just, just raw. Yeah. How do you uh, feel about seeing him get this pardon? That's pretty, that's pretty epic. Listen, man. I know you didn't see that coming. Hey, this, my city where we from, we don't see black do a lot of stuff. We don't see yak. <laughs> we don't see yak do a lot of stuff, bro. But this one right here, bro, it's just, hey, like you said, man, my favorite president is on the money. You know what I'm saying? Right. But Trump party me. He's just that finesse kid. He's yeah. been like that. He's just, he just raw like that. You're going to give us any uh, insight on how exactly that happened? How, how he got the pardon? <laughs> I personally think he probably just dropped off a couple million in the in nah, bank nah, account. He, he, no? got, he got the pardon because he's special and he's God's child. Like, the man is... Like, all that hate and all that negativity that people try to bring around Kodak, he, y'all never going to bring him down because this man is really God's child. Like, mm. y'all crazy. But why this do you think Donald destined? Trump chose to, to recognize he's, that? He's that God's, was kind of surprising. He's God's child. Like, he's the one. Like, he's favored. Like, he's favorable. Mm. The regular person may not, not going to get that type of blessing. Kodak going to get it because he's just that dude. Okay, so how, how much were you around Vaughn and what was the connection like before you guys started working together? Um, shit, really, bro. I was moving around with Vaughn as just a homeboy. Um, before anything, just him and Melly was really tight, and then they just was messed up by each other. So, just being around them, just moving studio, Melly doing his own thing, Vaughn doing his. Own. Vaughn wasn't really too teed. I ain't gonna lie. Vaughn had um. Vaughn had a crazy story, but he was kind of just figuring it out. He put that record out, and like it was kind of like, oh, here's this new kid with this amazing flow. But it didn't necessarily seem like he was going to get as big as he got for a while there. Like There was a period of time where it could have stayed at a certain yeah, level, and no, then he just elevated. I'm not going to lie. No, I've been seeing Vaughn was going to get big because I heard the music, and i seen the difference of, like, yo, this man's really storytelling. Mm. And what people look like is new because storytelling really how it started hip-hop. Right. He's really music. He's essence. He's, like, making fairy tale stories about Wayne's story or making fic- fictional characters and making it so gangster. So <clears throat> I knew Vaughn was going to be special. I knew he was going to be big. Mm. Like I just think that when I met him, he was just getting started and we just ended up clicking so tight with Melly that <clears throat> he just wanted to just make it work. Right. So you were around him a lot before uh, Melly got locked up. But then when mm-hmm. Melly got locked up, was there a, a sense to you of like, what the fuck? Like, my main day-to-day thing that I've been working on, all of a sudden we got to just yeah. sit back and wait a couple of years for this trial to play mm-hmm. out? I mean, like, was, was there a certain... Like, I know that if, if you're an entrepreneur like you, if you all of a sudden have some free time, you start going crazy and you got to figure out how yeah. to fill that free time, right? I didn't have no free time. Mm. Because right when Melly got locked up, I was working B Slime. Right. And B Slime was getting teed up. And then right right while B Slime was teeing up, um, Vaughn, me and Vaughn started working together, and he took majority of my time. 
So dealing with B Slime and Vaughn kind of just kept everything going. So mm -hmm. it, it actually worked out where as soon, like maybe six, five months after Melly got locked up, I got fully committed to Vaughn because mm -hmm. we ended up working together. Right. Not trying to, but just end up happening that way. And he ended up taking the majority of my time. For sure. So when you met B Slime, how'd you meet him? And, and was Melly like telling you like my brother's music is fire? Or no, was he just figured it out on his own? He was just a, um, he was just a kid, just chilling around his big brother, just enjoying the moment. And um, he'd be coming to the studio with us. And Melly's the type in the studio, he'd make everybody rap. His mom, his grandma, his friend. <laughs> hey, man, everybody rap. Like, I'm gonna, you know, but he didn't successfully get you to record a new one? Man, no. You're they, officially they're done. They're trying. I'm not, no. I mean, I'm not done. I'm just, that's not where my heart is right now. Mm -hmm. I'm just trying to keep this going. But with B Slime, he just did a freestyle. We were like, yo, oh, shit. Bro, it's raw. Really? Yeah, like, and was he doing like the melodic type of stuff that he's known for at that time? Everything, and he's like eleven. I'm like, oh damn. So, I was like, damn, this man fire. So he was like, bro, we ain't never take a serious. Cause Melly was going crazy, he was getting hotter. But when Melly got locked up, B Slime came to me and was like, bro, I want to do music. And I'm like, bro, I don't know about doing music. You still too young. What if you want to play basketball? Mm. And you ain't gonna be coming wasting my time thinking it's a joke. Cause like I'm not like you gotta really be serious. So he told me he was. And I kind of like, I got locked up right in the midst of him talking to me. And I did like three months, two, three months. And then when I came home. You got locked up for what? I had no idea. <laughs> extra stuff. Really? Yeah, nothing crazy. Okay. But um, so I got, boom, I came home and he was like, damn, bro, I miss you. I ain't talked to you forever. Like, but I still want to do it. I'm like, damn, you still, after like three, four months later, you this is still on your mind hmm. faithfully? All right, come on, let's try it. But what, like, he felt like he needed your permission to really go for it? Damn, I, on the truth, I just feel like I, I'm who his brother was. Like, was he wasn't with. he wasn't going to do it without your guidance. No, nah, for sure, facts. I just think that's what it was. Like, I was already doing it with his brother. Right. So he just felt comfortable with doing it with me, and then we just was working. Interesting. And we'd be in the studio. But B-Slime come up with his music on his own. B-Slime is crazy. Yeah. B-Slime is really Michael Jackson. He's a very different type of kid like in particular like when i met him and i'm like wow this is like the sweetest nicest kid who's just obsessed with Fortnite and like you know <laughs> he's just like he's very much like indicative of this new generation of kids yeah. he got that young ass personality you yeah. know like we're old heads in comparison to him fucking yeah like is, is it a fundamentally different thing with b slime um with b slime it's a little bit different because he's retarded <laughs> When I say retarded, I mean in a good way. Like, the kid would be in the studio, bro. He just don't chill. Like, he just want to go shoot, want to fight. Like, bro, can you just record this verse? Yeah. And then he makes you wait so long to record the verse because he's playing around so much. Mm. But when you do it, he do it in 10 minutes and it's a hit. Really? Like, I hate you. Wow. Like, I hate you so bad. Like, why you waiting to just snap like that so hard? How old are you? How old are you now? I just turned 29. 29. So, you're not an old head. But nah, you're starting I'm to get feel a little bit of the old head energy that creeps in over time where you start to be like, I just don't want to be up till five in the morning every fucking night with the, the way that you did when you're 18, right? Facts. You're starting to feel it a little bit. Like, of course. Let me, get, let me get some sleep. Yeah, facts. And it's got to really feel like you're 29 when you're around B-Slime's young ass. Man. He's, he's got these eating pixie sticks and bro, chugging g fuel yeah. and all this probably. but I, I i i that's the thing i hang with him like that's why i'm so like he messed up by me because 
even though I'm I'm young and it's like I got so much energy too with him and I love it mm-hmm. and I love him so it's like I I mess with him like we'll really have a good time so it wouldn't feel work like with, with me and him he just feel like he's always having a good time mm-hmm. so it don't feel like work because we are having a good time like I'll joke with him I'll do the stuff most people wouldn't do because bro the man is 13 like mm-hmm. come on like you can't just expect this man to download a whole program in his brain right. but you still want him to be responsible and still be professional but I give him his time to be him. What do you do? You find yourself with most of your time just sort of like traveling around to be with the different artists that you work with, or, or do you have like a studio and you try to have the artists come to you so you can yeah. be around them when they're working? I got like four studios. Really? Yeah, I got like four studios. Like a hundred k building with four studios. Yeah, in me it, and my partner's got a couple of studios. Um, all in Florida. All in Florida, Broward. You know, it's kind of sold up, so we kind of like Miami got a lot of stuff going on. Okay. So I usually my cheat code is to bring all my artists down here. And just have them here record mm-hmm. place to stay it's like a it's like a work a workshop honest truth right. could they all come here and just record do videos and do and go crazy right so i don't have to do too much but when let's say slat zai got a promo run i'm the one bringing him to go link with all the artists that i rock with so then i'll be with him for like a two three weeks then let's say i go with hot boy or i maneuver with my artists when it comes to that time like they all don't get my, like, Vaughn got 24-7 of my time. Mm-hmm. Melly got 24-7 of my time. All my other artists, they got a team. I got a team. Like, they got their own A&Rs. I put, the, each of my clients got four people that with them daily. I gave them a product manager, a project manager, an A&R, a distribution person. Mm-hmm. So they always have four or five people they could talk to. And I just plug in where I need to plug in. And my team will do a great job telling me who to be with who's like what's going on what project is coming up it's organized i built a system to where it's not a headache for me mm. i mean it's expensive because i could be saving all this money and living life crazy but i put it back into the company to where it, it's easier for me to focus and work and be good so when you said you got a partner did you get an investor did you bring somebody on who came with capital and you know knowledge nah, of the business and shit my, my partner's my wife but oh, okay. I, I got um i work with um Say La Vie with the Melly thing and okay. like one or two other artists. Okay. So it's kind of like a thing where if they reach a certain level where you need to sort of nah, get more resources. No, it's just like, let's say I sign him, right? Yeah. I'm like, hey, bro, you want to do them together? Cool. We'll do them together. Or they come with, they bring, they homeboy, they, they got an artist that like track. You like this one? Shit, I'm cool with it. Let's do it. Like that. Just, just you know, mm-hmm. we, we, we're in the same field, so we help each other out. But I got my own thing. They got their own stuff. I got my own set of um, people. I got my own staff. Right. Got artists that I work with that they don't work with, and yeah. they got artists that they work with that I don't work with. And I got multiple situations with different labels, because I got so much artists signed to different labels. Yeah. So that's that's how you think of it is basically like you tap in with an artist that you, that you fuck with, and your your proposal to them is we're gonna blow you up to a certain level, and then we're gonna shop you to the labels and get them to really cash out on you. Yeah. Facts. Mm. Yeah. But now I don't even. I might just do it myself now and just distribute it because mm. I feel like I don't really have to use a label. I'm more relationship. If I like the people and the um, people that's at that company, I'll work with you. But I feel like I could do it with my team. Have you got to the point where you've, you know, signed somebody to a label and then you've just been completely disgusted by what a shitty ass job the label did and you just wish that you fucking hadn't done it in the first place because you feel like they fucked up so bad that... Um, most of the stuff that we sign, we got complete creative control. Really? And since we're in as a partnership, they let us do whatever we want. They just capital. Mm. So I, I never r- ran across that yet. But I do get to a point where I'm like, 
damn, these people are just giving me capital. Mm. It's not really a strong partnership because I feel like I got to do a lot of the work, get mm. a lot of the features. But I'm cool with a lot of artists, so I get a lot of things done through myself and my company. So now I'm at the point where it's like, man, let me do it for myself a couple, a little bit. Mm. Now that you've gone to this point business-wise, have you gone and like, do you think about yourself in, when you think about the history of rap and all these great entrepreneurs of like a Master P and a Puffy and a, you know, a Dr. Dre, et cetera. Like, do you, do you think about yourself and like where you might someday be able to fit into that, uh, you know, that legacy of, of all these different entrepreneurs who really came from the streets and just made yeah. these massive fortunes? Um, I feel like, since I'm living it and I'm living my own history and it's me and my team and my wife that's that's writing it, yeah. I personally don't see it. But then when I sit back as, as an observer right. and my team You got to be back able to at, sit back yeah, and, and well, look at the forest from the trees for yeah, a moment, so right? When I sit back as an observer, I'm like, yo, I'm under 29. I got over 20 plaques, three, four different artists, gold, platinum. I'm already kind of like them. I got millions I got records, I got things. So I feel like I'm no different than any executives that is successful in the game. I just feel like I'm still writing my history. So when I'm 10 years later, if if it's God will that I'm here and everything's going great like it's supposed to, that's when people will start saying, damn, y'all remember track? Y'all remember 100K? Right. Yo, this man did a lot of, they got a lot of wins. Look. Yeah. So I feel like right now I'm still playing the game, so they can't really see it. It's and interesting, I can't really though, see because... You're somebody who, for the most part, up to this point, you haven't done the thing of, like, you know, Puffy was in the videos. Mm -hmm. Master P was the biggest rapper on his label. I mean, there's, you know, there's a moment where these opportunities sort of become open for you, where you could market yourself, and that's one of the biggest things that you could do for marketing your company, if you yeah. make yourself more of a celebrity. But I didn't even ever see you really taking any of the opportunities to do that until you did the, the conversation with academics, but I felt like you did that just 100% because you, you had to like clear the rumors up. You had to tell everybody what yeah. shit really was. Yeah. It wasn't really the kind of interview that was like, you know, here, like let's it's just not, talk about how great what I've done is. You yeah, know? it's not it, like, yeah. It's no, not a necessity. It's definitely not, and I think it's, I think it's because, honest truth, Adam, I'm just so used to just I guess for me rapping and having the success and having fame and having fans and doing everything they did I'm already comfortable in my own skin to know that hey this is cool I did it too mm -hmm. but shit I'm enjoying doing it this in a bigger level and I think it's just to the point to where it's like like I didn't realize the importance of me got to come out there mm -hmm. but I think my brand got so big on its own and just working hard and just being successful and just being God fearing and I think I got to a point to where now I'm realizing that, damn, I do got to come out and do interviews and I got to show my face because, like, I get, you know, I'm in that industry and I'm actually that dude, too. Mm -hmm. I don't take it for, I don't take my, what I'm doing for, for, for weakness. Like, hey, I'm raw. I'm plaques, platinum artists, breaking big artists, new artists. So I think I do, like, I, I just started figuring out upcoming this year like yeah let me start coming out more because what you've accomplished would be super impressive coming from just some guy in a suit but it's coming from a guy who basically like really came from nothing and taught yourself the whole fucking game it's like you have a real story that you can be you know not selling but really like showing people and i think it is really like remarkable for somebody as me like i met you when you were just a random guy to me and you Dusty. just happened to be you know like pretty uh, charismatic and I just liked you and then you tell me to check out a record all of a sudden the, the record you told me to check out the first link you ever sent me ends up being like one of the biggest songs of all time yeah facts crazy nah nah I, I, man it's definitely 
I'm going to take that into consideration this year, and my team advised me. They do a great job just piping, like just hyping me up to do these type of things because I'm, I'm so, like, just relaxed. I, I don't care to do it. Mm-hmm. It's really, like... I'm not being a like a like rude or anything. I just don't care to have the spotlight. I just don't care to be known it's that guy. I just work and do what I do. But I'm I'm already so patent where I'm from. Like my city know who I am. My whole state know who I am. Like right. the streets know who I am. The like people who need to know who I am know who I am. Like executives know who I am. Like Lon Ray. Like you got big people that know who I am. Right. It's just the the media don't know who I am because I never pro- propelled myself until the academic situation to be in the media. Right. But um cuz the executives are trying to do what you're doing. They just have way more resources. Mm-hmm. And you you for a time were doing it with almost no resources. Yeah, just working, just putting the footwork in, but I'm I'm a, shit. I'm I'm up for it now like, bro, I got the chains, I got the <laughs> I got the teeth, you know what I'm saying? I have been like this too. Mm-hmm. Like I've been like like this, like I've been dressed rock like so it's not like I'm doing nothing different and I've been rapping. It's not like I ain't been on the stage. I'm Melly hype man. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people don't know, I am Melly hype man. All right, on stage, I'm the one hyping them up. And so, I, and if he got out tomorrow, you would be back on stage with him. Yeah, we're back on stage with him. So it's fun. like I would love to see that. That would be a very very happy day. <laughs> so it's like I'm comfortable with accepting me doing this now. Like I'm gonna do it because I feel like I'm not lame. I ain't no ducked off nerd. Not saying nothing wrong because I am a nerd. Like I'm smart, but I'm not no uncharismatic type of dude where I have to be behind the scene like so I'm gonna do it and right. if it attracts put it better for my company and helps me feed more people and put more young men on and give more people more opportunity for success then I'm gonna do it right. so I, I'm not gonna be selfish and feel like I'm gonna be ducked off because I am being selfish to my brand when I'm not doing stuff like this anyways right I mean I feel like there's probably a shit because you just are a very good example for kids out there like you know, I, I see so many people that I think are super t- smart and talented, but a lot of times they want to be the rapper too much. Yeah. And I see you as like somebody that is a really good example for them because you did the rapping thing. And then mm-hmm. at a certain point, you just said, you know what? I can make more bread and be more useful filling this hole in the game that I'm mm-hmm. recognizing. And that's like a very like knowing when is the moment that you can sort of pivot into, you know, Branching out a little bit, that that's just huge. Yeah. I'm gonna drop an album this year though. Really? Not as a rapper. Okay. Like DJ Cali do. You're gonna do like a hundred K project. Yeah, I got so much artists and they and they like they really rock with me and we really rock with each other. And I got so much relationship with other big artists that y'all some of y'all favorite rappers is my brothers for real now. Mm. Some of the biggest artists in the game. So I'm gonna use that race I'm gonna use that resources and just do more things. So when you when you got like compare like the the artists that you've worked with in Florida to now this this other crew of rappers that you've gotten used to being around in terms of like Dirk and, and Vaughn and everything. Like, was mm-hmm. there a big difference, like, in terms of the types of dudes that they were, or was yeah. it pretty smooth? No, nah, the type of dudes, they the same, but they now it's like I'm going through identity crisis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause you don't know if you're I don't, a, know, I don't know if, if I'm from Florida or if I'm from Chicago, because sometimes I talk both, because I'm so used to talking with Vaughn and mm. and Get Back Gang, and, and I'm like, we've been in the road for so long, that's all I'm hearing is them talk. So it's like, lingos get picked up, mm. <laughs> talking get picked up. So everybody kind of the same dude. It's just like Chicago, Atlanta, Tennessee, it's just people. Right. But as far as their culture, I just love everything about when I'm working with an artist, just seeing how they is and how they carry themselves and how they talk and how, so 
I guess just it's just making me being more of a chameleon and I'm adapting to more different things. Like I could go to Chicago and move around and know it everywhere. Mm. I, I could go to, you know what I'm saying, LA and move around cause cause I know a couple shit. So I it, it's more of a positive side. Mm. Cause now I can travel the world with my brothers and make money. Right. Definitely. Um so we all heard like everything, you know, you obviously went into full detail about what happened that night with Vaughn. How has your life been since then? And how like what it what is it taking for you to find some level of normalcy after losing that? And yep. has it has it ever made you feel like, you know, in any way defeated about doing this when two of the biggest artists that you've worked with, one has been, you know, locked up for a couple of years and the other one is, is gone now? Um, the Melly thing, no, because he's coming home. It's a bump in the road. It haven't done nothing but positive since he's been locked up. He's mm. been getting more successful, more bigger, changing the the dynamic of music, getting better contracts, and him growing more as a young man and learning where he had in life. So no, not the Melly situation. I feel like it's a learning experience. Uh, um, but the Vaughn situation, that was actually my first time getting shot ever. That was my first time losing a homeboy. Like, um, not losing a homeboy because I don't lost good friends, but just that was the first time. Losing someone in that um, the public life, mm. like you lost friends before, right? But I ain't never lose somebody that was being so mourned by me. millions at yeah. the same time. So, yeah. and I, I'm realizing like, yo, a lot of people take scenarios different. Like, you got people who think that I set Vaughn up, um, and that's prop, that's a big part of why you came out and spoke initially, right? Was having to read shit like that for academics? Yeah, no, actually, when I did academics, I ain't come out for me at all. I, there was nothing getting tossed around me. Nobody didn't know nothing. I just didn't like how everybody and the people was talking about um, the um, the guys and everybody that I really love on. Mm. And I just couldn't stand on it. And me and Ag had a great relationship, and the platform was there. And when Asian Doll, which, you know, I rock with Asian Doll. I feel like she's a talented and um, good person. And Vaughn really loved Asian Doll. But I feel like when she came out and she gave that confirmation like she did, mm. and she didn't kind of give a perspective that she was speaking through another type of realm or spiritual reader, just to give people a different input so they could make their own assumption, right. she kind of did it abroad where you would think she was literally talking to Vaughn before he died. Mm. And I didn't want that to kind of manorate, like right. stuck with people and don't give people a chance to really observe the situation. So I was forced to come out and kind of clarify it but um that situation is just different bro because i'm just realizing like it comes with a lot because i'm dealing with the loss his family's dealing with the loss and i'm hands-on with his family i'm hands-on with his with his kids and the business but the media seem to just kind of want to make their own narrative with it like mm. oh the what people should have did in the line of fire when stuff's getting done what happened who's this and who's a hero like Bro, it was a real life situation that was kind of like unpredictable, yeah. and it's sad, and it's, and we dealing with it as a as a community and as fans and as family, but people don't give people a chance to deal with their own grief because they got their own, they got their own like I guess thought about yeah. it. Yeah, I mean everybody wants to wrap up a narrative and and just be like, oh look, it happened because this guy fucked up, mm -hmm. and it's just life is not that simple, you know. Can Things we, are never that simple. Can, like I want to clear one of the narratives since I'm up here. The narrative of like, hey, bro, you set Vaughn up. You his manager. You set him up. Let me just educate people right quick. Vaughn was not signed to me on the record label. Vaughn was signed. I was just Vaughn manager. So as a manager, you work with the artists and you make profit when they're alive. As Now, when he passed 
the way, like that management agreement no longer is valid, and it the becomes, label keeps making money. The label forever, keep making but, money because it becomes an estate, and right. his estate go and make profit. No work after Vaughn passing is I'm I will make profit on because there's nothing to do. Right. It's really the videos and everything still go to his estate. So I'm I'm actually in the I I actually was in the hole when Vaughn passed because I have to refund all the shows, give all the money back, make sure the funeral and everything is still situated, make sure his family's still good through my own personal like belief because that was really my brother. Right. So there's no way it makes sense for me to set someone up and it's it's and crazy devastate my life and you and even having to respond to a criticism that is the most cynical evil thing that i could ever imagine where they're basically imagining you to be some sort of super villain that would rather see his own homie die to make money like That's i mean this, it's insane that you even have to acknowledge this that this is the kind of stuff that passes for like news and hip-hop but it's it's that's just one of the narratives and this other narratives was just like his this homeboy is like not being there for him because that like listen man that was a that was a weird night and there was a lot of situations that happened there was a lot of people that got hurt mm. there was a lot of people involved there was a lot of police and a lot of things so I just feel like people just need to give it like grief on your own like I know some of them really love on and they mm. really heartbroken and they want something to be able to pick the blame and make it make sense and make it make sense but Man, nothing can make sense that night of what happened. So you know, if anything, if you in, if you love the person and you love their music and you believe what they, they stood for, you gotta love who they love. You gotta right. embrace who they embrace, and you gotta kind of learn and get together. Cause yo, that's a real person, a real brother. Like that's a real father that we lost. So it's mm. not no video game. It's not a movie. You know. As bad as it seemed when I saw the picture of of him with his kid right after, that just really like yeah. underscored how terrible this whole situation was, man. Facts. And, you know, it's a it's a tough situation, but we're gonna get through it as a family, as a team, and as a community. Mm. And I'm I'm cool with like with people having judgment and wanting to make themselves feel good. But the narratives that you guys are spreading is 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 horrible and it's false, and it's not even like you're really hurting other people. You're not hurting me because y'all ain't gonna you know. There's nothing y'all could do to me mm. physically or whatever. But it's just like you're giving other people insights that's false when right. we should not be doing that. You know what I'm saying, especially as a community. Black, white, whatever you want to call it, we, I'm saying the message we preach in this world in America, we don't really apply to it because the moment things go left, y'all rather put the narrative on everything bad and hurt other people rather than mourn and grow as a, as a community. Right, so that's and that, sad. I mean, you know, anytime you ever been in a fight or never mind, I never been in a shootout, thank God. But I mean, these these things happen so fucking quickly that people want to like act as if everybody is going to be able to act 100% intelligently in that moment. And when mm -hmm. I heard you talk about it on act, you, you sounded like you were being 100% honest about the fact that it was like a five second incident that yeah. just was Exploded. Had a, a really terrible result. But mm -hmm. it's like nobody knew what the fuck was happening in that moment. Because let's be real, there was probably a lot of people that would have loved to intervene if they had been able to yeah, make sure. sense of what was happening there. For sure. It was it was a it was just a horrible night and um something we gotta deal with for the rest of our life. Mm -hmm. And everybody that was involved in that situation is gonna learn from it and they're gonna be better people and they're gonna be better brothers, sisters and you know, they're gonna just try to do the right thing just to because life is short like man mm -hmm. bond was a very talented and still a very talented individual good-hearted one of the realest people like take care of his guys take care of his neighborhood take care of his family so it's an unfortunate situation and that's someone that i'm i deal with it every day just from not only physically from being physically shot mentally or business-wise just hurting because it's like 
is someone that I wish was by me. It's mm. someone that I want to see successful past beyond what he is success now. But I wanted him to see it because he deserved it. He put in the work. Mm-hmm. And he's never going to get that that moment. But we're going to give it to him through his homeboys, through his guys, through his family and stuff, you know? Right, 100%. Um, seeing, like, Kwando put a song out about it, or mm-hmm. essentially referring to it, how did that sit with you? How do you feel about, like, the way that a lot of this has played out? Like, obviously, he's got to continue to go about his career, but some people have thought that some of the stuff he said or did was a little out of the ordinary and disrespectful. I'm not from that side. I don't know anything about that side. I can't really comment on it. Mm. That's that's how he rocking. That's how he rocking. That's hey, right. To eat his own. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah. What do you what do you got coming up in terms of like you know you have all these artists. Which which are the ones that are are set to make noise coming up in terms of uh, right now? Yeah, like shit um, that they have coming out soon and stuff. Um, I'm I'm excited about. These two guys that I started working with, um, Armin and Trey, mm-hmm. and you guys probably know them from um, YouTube and doing a lot of things, and they have a, a good music background. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited about them. I'm excited about my brother that's here, Wiz. Yeah, can, you want to pull the other uh, mic up? Yes, sir. We're gonna get an definitely here excited as well. about him. He's someone who I really just admire, just his story and just what he went through and what he's going through and how he carry himself, bro. Just, okay. I feel like the world, once the world. Get to know him and, you know, Kodak home and Kodak 100%, you know what I'm saying? You got the mic? Kodak 100% game behind him. and Yeah, how long until Kodak's actually home? He's home now. Oh, he, he's actually home. Yeah, so I feel like he's going to be special. Uh, you got Muwap. I feel like Muwap, definitely. Um, the whole Get Back gang, DQ, um, Prince Dre, Boss Top. They got a lot of stuff staring up right now. Uh, Rico Cartel, FCG Heem, man, really a lot of a lot of artists that I'm working with right now on the upcoming, on the come up is like really working, and uh-huh. I'm seeing the result. But y'all just not there yet with it. You ever mm-hmm. feel like you're spreading yourself too thin between the, all these artists, though? Is that something that you get a little stressed out about? I feel like you probably were already overworked dealing with like a couple artists, but mm-hmm. in terms of uh, dealing with with this many at one time there's got to be moments where you are like fuck like i wish i had been able to be around for this or, or this like how do you deal with it um i don't think i get overwhelmed because i got a great team and a great supporting um mm. i just feel like it's more it's just i, I put pressure on myself and my team to kind of get every artist where they need to be mm. i don't want nobody to feel like that they're not getting attention or they're not getting put in the right place you know what i'm saying and that's one of my biggest things that i try to drive is just a familyness and just just being a, being real close with the clients as as a structure mm. so even if it's not me just someone there that could make them feel like okay i'm getting paid attention to right but it's never really stressed definitely um you've mostly worked with artists that were coming up from the ground up could you ever see yourself like trying to revitalize an artist's career that maybe was hot and then they haven't been so hot for a couple years? Is that the kind of thing that would ever stand out to you as like a, a challenge that you wanted to take on? Mm, yeah, just depend on the um, artist, depend on how, if, what's his vision, depend on what he want to bring and how can I help that vision to get established? Because it, it don't mean, I don't think it, it's, it's done, but I feel like when you have your time, but I feel like it's kind of hard to re-spark mm. if you don't have the right branding and right vision Super so hard. you gotta ha- you gotta come to me with a with a with a with a vision and they gotta match what i could do 
and then I'll be up for it. Mm. But I don't think it's too late for nobody. I don't think it's too early for no one or too or you know. I just feel like you got to be ready to put yourself in those places. What do you drive around listening to at this point? What I drive around listening to is a lot of um, Get Back Gang, a lot of Slat Zai, a lot of um, um, B Slime, a lot of Hot Boy, Melly Vaughn. Just I kind of listen to a lot of people. That's you always have a lot of shit to go through. Yeah, I do. So <laughs> I don't really have time to pick up on new stuff because I'm always listening. Like I said, I'm very in tune with the music, so I'm listening to all my artists' content to make sure I, like, I'm liking which one's coming home, coming out with videos, ideas. But it, people that's not in my roster that I, I rock with tough, like I'm a big fan of Dirk. Dirk is someone that, I, I, you know what I'm saying, I feel like is very talented. You probably got to know him pretty well through yeah. the Vaughn situation, Facts. even though they weren't really supposed to be around each other. <laughs> I got to know Dirk through Dirk. So, you know what I'm saying? Just that situation kind of put them in a in a little bad place because they couldn't really been around, but I was still able to be around him just dealing because he's, Dirk is very much involved in Vaughn music. Mm. So just the business side got us close. That was one thing that was going around online after uh, he passed was like, how crazy it was that Dirk brought Vaughn on the Breakfast right? Club when he had no records, I don't think. He wasn't popping at all. No. And Dirk had that confidence to be like, no, this is my artist. Dirk believed, That's big. Dirk believed in Vaughn like he believed in himself. Right. For real, for real. That's a very genuine dude. And on um, Pooh Shiesty, somebody I listen to a lot. That's on my playlist. That's I think, real. I think he's real hard, and he's very organic, and he's very, you know what I'm saying? Like, you could tell he's not making it up. Like, that's him all the way, and mm -hmm. he embraced it. So I just wish him the best and just make, make sure that he make the right moves personally, not even business-wise, just so he could be in a good place. Yeah. But I listen to him a lot, Dirk, you know what I'm saying? Sniper Gang, Jack Boy. You know what I'm saying? I listen to a, a, a lot of the – Trap Boy is one of the artists who drop a lot of music, so mm. he always give you new music, new content to listen to. So my playlist is really just The Count and a few people, Lil TJ. What's your classics? Mm -hmm. Classics? The classics to you. Stuff when you think about like your favorite albums from important moments in your life and shit. Institution. Okay. Um, that was one of my favorite projects by Yak. Um, Drake, Take Care. Mm. Um, I like a couple records from... Um, oh, Melly, freaking We All Shine. That's True. one of my yeah. favorite albums in all time, too. Um, Vaughn... Um, Welcome to Old Block, I feel like it's a classic. Um, and some of the older music I listen to really would be just like the, a lot of like Jay-Z, mm. a lot of um, Boosie, just the basic funks that you always go back and play to. The Timeless Records and mm. stuff like that. Definitely. But I listen to a lot of more, more new things. For sure. So when you're all said and done with, with your career, what do you want to be known as? What do you want the, the culture to look at you as? Just a stand-up dude who st stood on principle and really came out here and put in work and made something for his family and generation and stuff, you know? And whatever other assumption or whatever other image that come, hopefully it's something that could m motivate someone. As long as I'm motivating someone to do better or I'm giving someone hope, like, yo, he could do it too because I could do it, then I feel like I'm doing my part because mm -hmm. if you're not – motivating someone to help change and keep things going then you're not really doing anything you live in self it's very self selfish and i feel like in this world to be to be to be known and to be in a position that god allow you to be in you got to be selfless you got to make sure you reaching out and giving other people that 
that energy to 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 make it because it's hard out here bro it's not too many tracks it's not too many people like us you know even from your situation not too many people that could make a career mm. and not having to work a nine-to-five will have to steal a rob so man, if you see if you could if you could p- wake up every day and work towards it you could achieve it mm. just stay out of trouble stay out the way and get there so i just want to be somebody that's known to motivate and to give people a hope and shit that's why i like your story because i could very much see any like any guy watching this out there like if you really like know a talented artist or you you feel like you have a real like a vision or a, a concept of what you could accomplish what you've accomplished is not out of the question like this is you know if, you, if you're smart about your business moves and stuff and if you really love the music this is like the kind of story that a lot of people i think yeah. could have you know more there's more entrepreneurs to be minted by hip-hop every year you know and and i'm I'm actually trying to get. I'm starting to get into sports management. Really? Yeah, I got a boxer, um, Bang Williams out of Bryan County. Wow. So he's 13 and 0 professionally. So he's the first um, athlete clients that I'm working with, mm. and um, I'm excited about that venture. So that's one thing I'm excited about. Hopefully, people will just see that it's not just about one thing with me, because movies, music, um, sports. I'm just doing whatever I want to do to make me happy, and the. If it's bringing you stars and celebrities and people that become iconic, then that's what that's you know that's what it is. Sky's the limit. No, for sure, for sure. That's for real. All right, track. I appreciate you, man. Uh, how could the the people get in touch with you? Like, if somebody wants to do business with you, if an artist wants you to hear them, mm-hmm. I know that your inbox is probably flooded. But mm-hmm. what, what would be your advice if somebody wanted to work with you? I would say just follow the basic <laughs> protocol. Um, protocols and just go to the email the official 100k mgmt at gmail.com follow us on instagram at 100k um, mgmt um facebook twitter everything is just 100k i got the website um as a as an artist or as any any person that's trying to just get in contact just that route but personally though um i mean my personal instagram is 100k track um but I, I don't really be too much on it. I'm more of a real life person, so I don't really be too much on social media, on communicating and talking like that. But if you go through the protocol and reach out to the team, you will get heard because they do they do a good job. Like there's a lot of artists that I'm I'm being I'm seeing now and things just because through my team. Like I don't go look, hmm. but I didn't say my team don't. They help filter through yeah, it though so, for sure. And they'll sign some like everybody on my on my staff. They have the authority to go sign an artist. Really. So they could bring them in and give them the approval, and you never know. So stay in tune with the 100K management page, everything 100K this year, because I'm doing a lot of stuff. Cypher, 100K Cypher with Drew, doing events, live events, dropping projects, doing a lot of community things, trying to help like the artists like just network and things, TED Talk. A lot of you got TED Talk on. Yeah, I'm doing a lot of things with the 100K brand this year. That's tight. Yeah, because I feel like I gotta just establish that core. So uh, just be be tuned tune in, because you know you oh, never yeah. know. And we got a we got a Drew interview on the way sooner or later. Man, what, man, you been supposed to do I my know. boy, man. It's, it's rough. He keeps hitting me up. I'd be like, hey, I'm around for like six hours. <laughs> yeah, interview. Like, I'm that guy. You gotta give me like a little that. bit more time, man. It'd be like that. He's nah, moving around. We, He's we a rapper now. We need to make that now. happen. We need yeah. to make that. Happen. Drew's very like very very funny and very. A very cool person. So when you do the interview with him, a lot of people are gonna realize that that man is special too. You know. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he's there's there's people who are videographers, and then there's people who build a brand off being a videographer. And I see him 
very quickly, like moving into that and and doing it in a smart way, where he's he's working with artists, he's president yeah. of this company with you and shit. I mean, yeah. these are big big young, moves that are round and out. Yeah, yeah, Jules not even twenty one yet. Right. So, I mean, I'm excited. Great year, man. I appreciate you having me. You know what I'm saying? This is like I said, I don't really do this, but I rock with you. I've been rocking with you for a long time. So appreciate it, man. And yeah, that, you you having this conversation with you makes me want to go out, go to the studio, I actually tap in with people more because you. I met you just from the most random night at the studio, <laughs> and then. You know, it's just been incredible to see your uh, your story so far, and I know it's going to keep going crazy, man. You know what I'm saying? Free Melly at the gate. You Free know what Melly. I'm talking about? Y&W for life. You know, we icy in this bit. Icy gang, you know what I'm saying? Long live V-Roy. Long live the king. Do it for Vaughn. You know how we step and get back gang. Old block. We still here. You know what I'm talking about? 100K shit. Go like this. You know this. what I'm saying? You're giving me Birdman vibes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Nah. <laughs> I'm giving you track attack. You know what I'm talking about? There it is. You know what I'm saying? Appreciate you, Free baby. all my niggas track. that's locked up. My guy. Yes, sir. Track. No jumper. Glee. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Like, comment, subscribe. No jumper.com if you want to support. It's a good one. Slap a like on it, guys. Appreciate you, G. Brr.